Hey everybody, this is Brandon Scott and I am the Fandom Pastor. As a big nerd, I guess, uh, I recognize that God is connected to everything in our world, and this includes fandoms. So fandoms are the fans of a particular person, a team, a fictional series, uh, all of those different groups that are identified together as a deep love or, or passion about a particular subject. Now, specifically, I'm looking at more of the, the nerdy side of things. So these are the Potterheads, the Harry Potter fans, the Trekkies, the Broadway fans, and more. God is connected to everything. And so join me as we see how God is connected everywhere. Understand that the first 46 episodes were recorded for YouTube. And so it's only 47 and after that are geared specifically towards uh, the podcasting. So thanks, God bless, and glad you can join us. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Brandon Scott back with our, our latest episode of the Fandom Pastor. Um, if you've been with us before, welcome back. If you've... Uh, just found it or, or whatever, uh, welcome. Glad you could be here. So if you figured out our clue from last time, you know that the musical I'm going to talk about today is Fiddler on the Roof. Um, this is actually kind of a fun one because I just saw this on Saturday um, down at, at Indianapolis. Um, we have, uh, my wife and I have tickets to Broadway Indy, so we have season passes, so we get to see a bunch of them. This is the first time I saw uh, Fiddler on the Roof live, so it was wonderful. Um, so like all previous shows, um, this one has multiple themes that we can look at, but I, I think the, the really the biggest one, though, um, I'm going to start out with a scripture here that I'm going to read to you. Uh, this is from Matthew 15, 1-3. Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, Why do you, do you yourself transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? So um, we have the, the main character of uh, Tevye. Um, he's, he's a dairyman. Um, in the, the Fiddler on the Roof. He's the main character. He's seen through all of it. And he kind of starts out the whole thing. And he says, and how do we keep our balance? Tradition. And of course he starts on to singing. And and as the the musical uh, goes on, Tevye goes through all the different things that tradition uh, helps the, the people, the Jewish people um, in that time kind of letting them kind of connect with God and, and all these. And this is during the turn of the 20th century. So things are changing. Things are kind of being different right then. Um, and says, uh, for instance, we always keep our heads covered and always wear a little prayer shawl. This shows our constant devotion to God. Now, you got to love the, the simplicity of it. However, as Tevye uh, finishes his delivery milk to, to one of his stops, he continues, you may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you, I don't know. Um, and that, that happens to be a lot of it with 
our traditions. We don't necessarily always know where they came from, but they're tradition, so we keep on doing them. And it's tradition. Because of our traditions, everyone knows who he is and what God expects him to do. And then, you know, da-da-da-da-da, tradition. Um, and, of course, you have his other song that he's very famous for, If I Were a Rich Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go with that idea, though. Um, although it is a fun song, um, I'm not going with that. But when we look at Matthew 15 on, on truth versus tradition, I kind of have to ask this question. Uh, you know, the, the Pharisees and the scribes, they traveled uh, an incredible distance just to make sure that people were, were washing their hands before they ate. Um, in fact, if you look at the distance... Uh, between Jerusalem and Genesaret, which is where the the, uh, the disciples were with Jesus and everything. This is like a 75-mile walk. Um, so the Pharisees were so concerned about tradition, they're, they're willing to put themselves out for an ex uh, extreme amount of distance and time. Um, I mean, does, does having your hands physically clean show your devotion to God? Not really. I mean, that really, does that make that big a difference? Um, and actually what the religious leaders were doing was putting their, their oral Torah or Mishnah uh, in front of the Torah and they were going to remind Jesus of that. So it wasn't um, part of the Torah. It was part of tradition. And that's what they were getting all, these religious leaders were getting all worked up about. They were more concerned about tradition than doing anything else. You see, the Mishnah was a gathering of ruling that previous rabbis made using the Torah, which was their Bible, their, their uh, religious works, um, words. Uh, they were using the Torah to write the Mishnah, and these previous rabbis had done it. And stuff like um, not being allowed to have your, your false teeth in your mouth on the Sabbath. Yes, that was one of the rules in the Mishnah. And since the basic, uh, basic Ten Commandments say to remember to keep the Sabbath holy, it meant no work was allowed to be done on it. So if you woke up and, and grabbed your teeth to put them in, um, you were working and actually deserved the death penalty according to the Torah. Now, obviously, this is an extreme situation. This is kind of an extreme reading of it. But that's basically what was, was happening. And the irony of this is that the Roman Empire stripped Jewish courts from imposing the death penalty by the time Jesus had this kind of this encounter with these crazy Pharisees. Um, but it does raise another question. How many of us have had folks come all the way over uh, to wherever we are to tell us that traditionally you aren't doing what qualifies a, a person to be a, a part of the family of God. How many times we get all worked up about something that, well, it's really tradition, but we consider it just as important as everything else. Well, is it really, though? Um, you know, the, the focus moves away from the, the idea of knowing and loving God, but instead going into a group of, li a, a, a list of rules, excuse me, that seemingly we continue to break. And it's a good thing they showed up to remind everybody, because if they didn't, uh, you'd be doomed to hell. Really? I mean, that, does that make that much sense? I don't think so. Um, it's, 
so interesting that people get worked up on these little traditions. Uh, for example, there are some that say, um, which we just had our communion on Sunday, some that say, well, you, you shouldn't use wine for communion because wine is created by the, the fermentation of grapes or the rotting of grapes. And because that's in essence rotting, we can't honor Christ by using wine. That's tradition, and in fact, let's be honest, it talks about scripture where Jesus used wine. Now, it wasn't necessarily the same wine that we use nowadays. I mean, the process and everything was a little different, but it was still basically the same thing. Um, we get worked up on, oh, well, you have to do, uh, for example, we have liturgical colors or colors uh, for our different drapes and cloths in church. Um, well, tradition says you should use certain ones for different situations. During the regular season of, uh, of the church of the year, we use green. And then during communion uh, Sundays, you should use white. And, and you should use purple during certain times of the year. And, and red and yada, yada. Is that required? Is that biblically sound? Not really. It's tradition. Uh, there's all sorts of traditions. And we get worked up about that. And even though Jesus handled these guys, um, he still says to them in Matthew 15, 14, let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. This is what Jesus was saying about the Pharisees. And it's kind of funny, isn't it? If you, again, if you kind of read into the Bible a lot, or if you read the Bible a lot, you, Jesus is kind of funny when he kind of calls people out. You see, he knew their deal. They were worshiping um, Jehovah, um, God, with, with lip service um, rather than with the, the right heart set. And they wanted people to kind of join the chorus. Um, you know, they get worked up about all these different things that really, in the grand scheme of things, didn't really make a difference. They, they felt superior when they kept rules and, and kind of condemned others for not following the rules. Jesus always made it clear that worship and devotion was relational and not some uh, not some kind of strike a pose um, because that's not what he was looking for. If you think God doesn't know the difference, you got to check it out for yourself. I don't think Tevia, the Derriman, spent the entire musical invading his uh, community uh, with burdensome traditions. And, and on the contrary, you'll see he worked um, on relationships as well. And it was, if you've not seen it, please, please check it out. Um, it actually is a wonderful story about um, tradition versus, well, what's really right. Um, so very often we, we look at things as, um, oh, well, this is, this is what we want to read into it. But God is, is, Jesus Christ, through his love, he's more concerned about love than he is about rules. Um, if there's ever any doubt, I say default to love. Uh, so very often it's, it's just easier. I don't want to say easier. Maybe that's not the right word. It's better. Because think about this, if, if I go to heaven and um, 
do I want Jesus to say, uh, well, you know what? You're probably a little too nice. You're probably a little too loving to some of these people. Um, or would I prefer him to say, how dare you stand in the way because of your little human mind on what you thought it should be? Um, you stood in the way. You were more concerned about traditions. You were more concerned about rules than you were about loving people and leading people to me. And that's one of the biggest issues I think we see nowadays is churches try to draw together and try to be so tight that they leave people out. Um, whatever you may think on these different rules and regulations and whatnot that, that a church may have, always leave with love. Um, love is going to, to be the, the biggest impact that we can ever get. Um, and I think that's, that's how we see it in Tevia. Um, he, yeah, he had his, his moments where he looked at tradition, but he always came back to love. Uh, throughout the different things that happened through the story. And I don't want to take it away from you because it's it's just a neat, neat story and you really ought to check it out. Um, we're all children of God. We're all loved by God. And there's nobody that's loved more than one over another. It doesn't exist. It doesn't work that way. We're not loved more than one over anybody else. Nobody is over anybody else. We're all to be loved by God. And, and it's you know, we say, well, you need to let people see Jesus in you. Well, shouldn't we also make sure that we see Jesus in others, even those who profess to have no faith or uh, to be profess to be against faith? I mean, isn't that so vitally important? Um, and I thought this was interesting. Uh, Tevye had this great quote, and I, I, I want to share it. Um, he says, as the good book says, if you spit in the air, it lands in your face. So if we have hate, if we had negativity, if we have, uh, we're blocking others from Christ, it's going to land in our face. So join me in a couple weeks as we continue our Broadway study. Um, like last time, I'm going to give you to the, a clue to the next musical. I will give you a clue to actually the next two musicals. Um, we are in October, so we're going to be going with a, a little darker theme for the next two weeks. But next week, uh, we're going to get together and we'll share in the worst pies in London. Thanks and God bless.